him closer to the table now. I want to get closer too. You really can't. You're pretty much as close as you can get. Oh yeah. Hello. Uh, it's actually uh Saturday. It's Saturday, November 9th. But it's uh Monday, November 11th. If you're listening. A D S after the Death Stranding. It's true. We're recording early, which kind of sucks the week of Death Stranding. But it's I'm just a, a day after. Yeah, I'm about to go on vacation. You're gonna be going. Uh, when I get back. That's so weird. That it's, timing was so weird. Also, we're going to the same fucking place. I'm not kidding. I didn't subconsciously do this. No, you weren't avoiding me. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. I agree. Get all your Eric fix this week, because he has to mix, uh, next week. Cast. Yeah. But I'm gonna scrounge you up a guest. Uh, it won't just be me talking to no one. It'll be not me. But Eric, we... <laughs> welcome to the Gecko's Gamescast. We have welcome to the... <laughs> we talk about games. Do you like the new logo? It's in your feed. I do. That was it's... by one Heather Ramos. Doing a fantastic job. That's all over everything now. It's on our Twitch. Uh, it's on our uh, some other stuff. I put it on other stuff. It's all right. There. I believe. Hey, shit. You I can look it. and see it. Um, um, wait. Did you put it on Twitter? I I need to change the Twitter over. Hey, not um, everything. Hey, you're right. You're kidding, right. I'm just kidding. I still can't um, get into the Twitter. I might just make a new one. <laughs> really? Yeah. No way. I can't remember. I don't know what email it's under. I can't figure it out. Can't we just tell them to also? Uh, I was gonna delete call it. Twitter support and like delete. <laughs> They're this. gonna say I'm gonna call Twitter. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Twitter, it's rich. <laughs> Hi, Twitter. It's uh, rich. Can you can you please get rid of this? Please delete this. Um. On the Gecko Gamescast, we talk about games and news and then other things that are not games and news. I am joined here by Rich, president of Jack Shit Meister. That's me. And you are, uh, of course, Eric Deadman Ortiz. Of course. What we, else would I go by? We stranded death yeah, a we, little bit. We, I've stranded. I like how they give you a, a definition of strand to a definition of stranding to then a definition of being oh, stranded. Oh, Amelie's little speech yeah. on the beach. I feel like I'm learning as I'm playing the game. I'm learning so much from Kojima. Um, let me ask you something before we really start getting into what we've seen. How far are you? I'm about four hours in. I'm done with Chapter 2. I'm on the long Chapter 3. Okay, so you're further than me. I'm in the middle of Chapter 2. Okay. I just did the first delivery in Chapter 2. Oh, very um, cool. And I built the post box for Die Hardman, which is a hell of a sentence. Die Hardman. I really wish he just said Die Hardman instead of just Die Hardman. No, it, just, e- it even seems a little less die ridiculous. Die Hardman. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah. Uh, it, it is pretentious. It is so, so full of itself. Um, it's like you're in, I, I keep thinking that it's like you're in a history class, like, like an actual, I don't know, let's just say college. It's my history teacher on Coke. Yeah. You're in a history class of somebody trying to teach you about the Death Stranding and you're just thinking this guy is so far up his own ass. It's one of those things. There's a lot of proper nouns. Yeah, but you um, can't help but not listen and not get engaged by the story. It, like, I don't even know what the story is. That's the thing, too. Like, I think it does that well, whereas a lot of games don't. Uh, like, Too Many Proper Nouns was my biggest complaint at the time about Final Fantasy XIII, mm-hmm. which was a game that was filled with proper nouns, but I didn't care to learn what they were, whereas they were like chasing that Mass Effect uh, bug of like, this world's so interesting, I'm going to sit here for an hour and read the codex, but that game made me go, no, I don't care about... I don't know what a fucking fallacy is, and I don't care. And I also don't care enough to look into any of the info or just go through hundreds and hundreds of little bullet points for info. It's Whereas crazy. this, I kind of like how they're teasing it out, be it a pretentious thing. Well, I've read that eventually later in the game, they will just give you a gigantic exposition dump. Fantastic. Which is fine. You know, okay. So far, they've given you little bits and pieces, and then they'll just go into a tangent... And it's so funny. It's almost comical because 
you'll have a normal what I guess it is to be a normal discussion in this game. You're gonna have a normal conversation with somebody, like with uh, Dead Man, and then he'll yes. randomly just say, "Oh, hey, here's a bunch of exposition, by the way," and then go, "So what's up?" Just like that, like just include. Do you want it a monster and then energy? Return. Yeah, exactly, and just return back to the dialogue as if it was just starting again, and you're just sitting there thinking, "Okay." That's fine. Last night I was, uh, I popped open a Monster Energy because I was very tired as I was playing Death Stranding and I was like, they're just like me. Yeah. And I'm not, we'll have a full spoiler cast about this because to unpack yeah. it, I want to beat the game before I even judge it in its entirety. We, we talked about this. We kind of want to sit down probably in like an extra podcast when we finish it and just really talk about Death Stranding. Yeah. It would be so unfair if I just gave it a first impression review and say, do it. Um, but well, I enjoy it so far. We it's could not talk terrible. About, I kind of like the loop. Um, as weird as that sounds, I really like the almost cathartic nature of like, all right, time to go off on a delivery. Yeah. Um, and just like, I got to put my ladders down. Yeah. And you're just exploring throughout the entire, it's beautiful. First of all, the game oh, is the, bar none beautiful. This is the PS4 with its limits. I think. Yeah. This it's game absolutely is gorgeous. gorgeous. Um, and I don't think I was expecting anything less. Even Metal Gear Solid 5 is gorgeous. And yeah, but this blows that out of the this water. This even blows it out of the water. It's just so... It's the little intricate details in the landscape, in the water, in the expressions, I, in the, cr- the that's sweat. That's one of those things. It's the, just, you can see everything. The people, to me, um, and games have started doing this recently, I think we've blown past Uncanny Valley. Yeah. To the point where these just look good. Yeah, they do. Um, and to your point, yeah, I think it is just limited by the PS4 Pro or just um, PS4 which leads because me to a fun, it could look a lot uh, better, too. Side tangent that I texted you about last night. Yeah. This game broke my PS4. It did. Um, Are you sure it was the game no, or that, was that, the hard it's a drive, joke. Though. It was, um, I have two PS4s. Now I have one. Oh, oh, uh, Mr. Two PS4s. No, no, because I bought a Pro and I never got rid of my PS4. Um, so at my desk for the longest time, my regular PS4 has been sitting. Mm. That's where I went to go play Death Stranding. It, after four hours of trying to figure out why it wouldn't finish copying application data, I started looking up error codes and my original PS4's hard drive failed. Uh, so I've just been like, yeah, Death Stranding broke my PS4. It Did you just not... hear a Psycho Mantis laugh? Right yeah, exactly. <laughs> it couldn't handle Kojima's masterpiece. Uh, but because of that, I'm running it on a Pro. I think it runs great in a Pro. Are you on the original hardware? I'm on the Pro. Um, I'm getting so sick of putting in a disc, and then it says, hey, there's 50 gigs you gotta download. It's getting to the point That's where... That's preposterous. ...where it's faster um, to buy things digitally. Because you're just getting the most recent file when you do it digitally, whereas we put a disk in, it copies the data from the disk, it then downloads an update and replaces parts of the disk data, well, with, even say, which uh, takes longer. Say Call of Duty, for perfect example. Uh, Modern Warfare, I got that. I popped it in. It said 50-something gigs initially, and I said, okay, that's par for course. Yeah. And afterwards, it said, oh, there's another 48 gig download for the and then they had a patch the other day to fix a lot of the issues, apparently, that they had that I didn't even know about yet, because I literally got this a few days ago. Um, there's just another patch that was just more gigs of download. And then it says, oh, you have no space anymore. I'm like, well, you didn't really give me a choice here. I'm like, yeah. you kind of just fucked me. What do you want me to do? Yeah, I'm like, you kind of just fucked me and told me to accept it. So I had to uninstall a lot of game. But that's okay, because I could always go back to it. Totally. But yeah, I, with Death Stranding, though, I'm sorry it broke your ah, PC. Or, I'm sorry, PS4. I'm sure it's in the Death Stranding. I'm sure you'll see it yeah, eventually. Yeah, eventually it'll come back. It turned into a, a BT. It turned to BT. Can we talk about the weird... Uh, some of the weirder stuff in this game, because I think it's worth drawing attention to. Yeah. Uh, starters. And this is something I throw at you really quick. It rains time. It does. Of course it does. The time fall, some yeah. would say. Because uh, that's exactly what it's called. And yeah, I like how everyone just accepts it. I, I, j- 
I want to know fragile. Who... How many years after the Death Stranding event is it? Does it say yet? It, I didn't get there. I yet. didn't get it in the exposition. Okay, yet. they don't tell you. It might how... be buried in a journal entry somewhere. Yeah, they don't tell you how long it is after this uh, cataclysmic event called the Death Stranding took place. But every time somebody mentions Timefall, they're like, "Oh shit, it's it's the Timefall." I look around and I'm just thinking, "Are, are we just gonna? Are we cool with this? Like, is that fine? Yeah. Like, are so we not like, gonna like look at this a little bit more? When it rains, um, anything that gets wet rapidly ages. And as a delivery man, this affects your cargo containers. They get, like, more prone to breaking. And I think they said the repair spray doesn't work on uh, crates affected by timefall. Yeah, and at first I thought it'd be an interesting concept if... Because um, this is what I was thinking at first before, obviously, in the opening cutscene, something happened to disprove this. Um, I thought it only affected living matter. So at first I thought that'd be an interesting way to just say, oh, it only affects living matter, the timefall. But no, it just affects everything. Like, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, I don't know. how does that work? That. Because then there, the soil... Why isn't there or... dead grass everywhere? Exactly. And then sometimes, actually, it even shows that life is growing at times. When you see the BTs coming, you actually see plants growing in that regard. It's completely all over the goddamn place. So, I don't know what's going on yet. That's fine. Uh, so far, the game is nice enough to look at. I think it's pretty fun just to go through the experience. This is, however, me playing it for about a little over five hours. I want to say about five to six hours, seven hours, maybe. Um, I can definitely see how if this is just more of the same for the next 43 hours of its, like, 50 to 60 average playtime, I can see how that can get a little boring. Totally. I can, get, I can see how that gets really grating after a while and just totally redundant. Uh, I think some of the social stuff is pretty cool conceptually. I think so, too. Um when you're walking out in the world, basically, you've got, like, ladders and harnesses you can use to kind of climb easier and uh, get across the terrain. And you'll see stuff other people have put down. And there's, like, a like system. You can give it a like. Uh, from my understanding, if I if I go out into the world, I, see, I might see a ladder that you put down. And I'll see, like, Elderly Frog put down this ladder here or whatever. If I like that, I'll start seeing more of your stuff in the world. Yeah, and I like how you could rapidly like, like one oh, yeah, like, you can spam them. One like is not just one prayer. You could do like fifty likes and just have it go. Um, and if you are playing offline, you'll see like random stuff from like in-game characters. Like Nick Eastman is one of the uh, other postmen. You'll see his stuff around. And I'm not even sure. See, this is so interesting because also this is in fact just way weirder. But it's just the movie The Postman. I'm not sure I understand. I think you do. I don't think I do either. Is Siri? that me? Oh, that's yeah. me. Oh, Siri, I'm so sorry. Um, oh, Siri, baby. I think I, ha I have to finish the fucking game. This is why I don't understand yet. So the game has a lot of, um, it, it, it's a commentary on a lot of different topics. Uh, one Conan of them being, what? Huh? You met Conan O'Brien I have yet? not. No, me either. It's a, it's a commentary on a lot of different uh, societal issues that face us today. It, it tackles global warming. It tackles, uh, well, that ties into climate change. It taps into politics. It also primarily goes into social media. Um through the liking, you yeah. know, and how I, I want to say that Kojima's point of view, because I've read a few interviews of his in the past, um, his perspective is that it's so trite, like it has no meaning. Social media is just some construct Which that we invented it ourselves. Does. It does. No, it totally only has the value we assign it. Exactly. It's perceived value. Just whatever we, whatever we give to it, it, its power grows. And right now as a society, we give a lot of it. We live in a society. So, um, we live in a society. It's so interesting because you can like, to your point, other people's ladders or structures, and you can rapid like it, but I have a feeling that I think that's the point. It doesn't matter. Like, like one like You can rapid like it because it's innocuous. Yeah, you could keep doing... Exactly. Like, say in, um, 
Dark Souls, the bonfire, or I'm sorry, the, the signs when they write messages mm-hmm. and you get messages. And you can do that in this drop. too, you can put signs. Yeah, and you get one message per thing or one like or upvote for that. For this one, you can spam like 20 likes on a fucking ladder. And it means nothing. And it, and this is so interesting because, exactly, it's so meaningless. Don't when you, you have a like missions, allowance though? You do, and when you complete missions, you get more likes. And when yeah. you do this, you get like. It's just so many likes. And it's so goddamn interesting because there are people who have played the game whose reviews I've read who were saying, oh, I've actually felt bad when I got no likes for my ladder or structure. I was going to say that actually it's hilarious and it comes again to perceive value and the society we've made because like I'll be on my way back to Capital Not City and I'll see a ladder I put there at the beginning of the game and see zero likes and I'll be like, oh. Yeah, exactly. And you'll think, oh, nobody's using it. Same thing as when I thought in Dark Souls, oh, I have no upvotes on this message here or anything like that. I think that's so funny, and it's so interesting, because, yeah, we give such high shits. To uh, nothing. To nothing. And you could just spam, like, I think the whole liking and object-leaving system, that social strand, I think that is the most interesting aspect of this game, if they had to rip anything out of it. Uh Like, if you had to salvage anything from this game, abandon the rest of it, I don't even care. Just take that system and put it somewhere else, I think it's awesome. And I, I really do. And I do really, again, like I said, I like the loop. Like, and I've heard chapter three is very much like, you got to do a lot of deliveries. And it comes down to, like, the catharsis of, like, a Euro truck simulator where it's like, I'm just going to get from point A to point B how I got to. Uh, Sam's going to pop some music in and give it a listen while and he just walks. Go. And it's got nice landscapes. Low roar. It's just playing on full blast yeah, every time. All the time. It's making low roar. For some reason, Bring Me the Horizon wrote a song for this game. I think this is low-key just uh, Kojima and his music friends' ways of just promoting their music, which, okay. Um, It's not bad music, so who's going to complain? I I wouldn't have found it otherwise. Not complaining, though. I mean, it's good music. What are you going to do? But it's just an interesting game. It, it, It truly is just about the experience to me and that's why i'm actually glad i bought it you know i yeah, know totally. is it going to be a steaming pile of crap by the end maybe it's pretentious but there is no doubt this where i'm at right now all i can say is like if you have any interest in it i think it's a thing you should experience whether whether you do that right now or you do that when it's a more affordable experience is your call to make well i was just talking about this to you before we were recording it has this um it has the same kind of undertones that metal gear did but without so much of the silliness. Yeah. It has a lot of the undertones of being serious for a lot of ridiculous topics. Like, you have Guillermo del Toro just explaining to you, yeah, here's the, the here's the history of the Death Stranding, and also here's just a bunch of one-off information and facts that you should be aware of as you go in this world. And then you have Die Hardman talking about reconstructionism of America. America, America, America. And you're just thinking... What the fuck? Yeah. And you're waiting for something silly to happen in that moment. And then it never does. And it never comes, and it never will. I just need to At least I'm getting that impression. At face value, that this man with the skull, like the black mask skull grafted onto his face is just like, we need to rebuild society. And I'm like, look at you, you supervillain. Yeah, and he's swearing, exactly. He looks so dastardly. He just completely does not inspire hope or motivation to me. I'm thinking... But he's the second in command of the United States! He's the director of... The, I'm sorry, the United Cities of America. Yeah, the United Cities. Very... UCA. Very specific. Um, yeah, and he's trying to preach to you the good word of reconstructionism, too. And I'm thinking, this guy's gonna betray me somehow. Like, why are you dressed like this? Yeah, and it's ridiculous. It's just always ridiculous. And Norman Reedus, actually... See, the reason why I actually liked Solid Snake and even mm. Big Boss, is because they supplied that area of gruff mediocre, uh, gruff comedy. 
They're just mm. thinking, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Like, even Solid Snake and Raiden, they would always give a one-off line to just say, or at least relate to you back, and break this the fourth wall almost. Yeah, that this is complete and utter nonsense. Whereas mm. Sam Bridges just kind of... He's along for the ride, and he like he takes the world completely seriously. He understands it. He takes it at face value. He just doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he's completely disinterested. And typically, you know what? For a protagonist of a game, that's par for course. And the funny part Everybody's is, talking. I think we said last week that I had heard um, that his delivery was a little flat. Now, having played some of it, I think that's by design. Yeah. I think that's who the character is. So far, I've seen no evidence as to why he shouldn't be like that. It just seems like... I just he, think that's who the character is. Unless I finish the game... my, my Or maybe I'm giving him too much credit. What, what's his uh, disorder? What's his phobia again? What's it called? Uh, it's, it's a real phobia. It's like animasophobia. It's a fear of intimacy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Norman Reese's character has this phobia of being touched by others or getting close to other humans. And it's played very prevalently in every single scene he's in. He always keeps his distance. He's very silent. He's very quick not to get involved in a lot. He gets very upset when people touch him. Yeah. Uh, and I, I read up on this phobia because it is real. And it very much is, like, this disorder in your brain where, for some people, it's extreme enough that, like, physical touch will trigger, like, a fight-or-flight response. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. And you're thinking as the player, too. Right now, I don't mind it. But, again, if I were to play this for another 40 to 50 hours... It, it might may come off, yeah. It may come off as really redundant, and a little boring, and you're just thinking. You'll roll your eyes and say, "Oh, of course not." Um, I'm expecting to see growth. I don't think I'll see it. I don't think so. I think um, that's who the character is. I guess that's just who the character is. I, I think a lot of people that you're viewing here are at face value, and this there's is, no change that's going to happen. This is not the hero's journey. I don't think. No, not at all. Uh, do you like managing your packages? I kind of do. Of course, I. I love stacking them. Yeah. I like packing, stacking also, to see how far I can go. Here's a fun tip for anyone who hasn't started the game yet: always bring an extra pair of shoes with you on your trip. Yeah. Even uh, Guillermo del Toro told me this. Dead Man's like, these shoes look like shit. And I said, yeah, well, you know, that's my only pair, you dick. And he gives you some and you tie them up onto your pack. I swear, there's a... <laughs> In the spoiler cast, I will deconstruct this as much as I can. It's so funny, we were talking about this too, how the human interaction... I don't even blame Sam, even if he didn't have a phobia. Yeah. I wouldn't want to interact with these goddamn people either. They're insane. Also, you mentioned this earlier. <laughs> In the first interaction... Uh, Sam has with Guillermo del Toro's character Dead Man. He goes in for the handshake and then remembers the phobia, and then two minutes later reveals that he was a hologram and never in the room to begin with. Exactly. And I swear to God, even when even when other characters, it's not just Guillermo's character either. It's literally so far every other character that he's interacted with, besides one which is Fracture in the beginning, who actually make a gesture to touch him, and most of the time they're not in a position. To actually physically touch him. And also... It's so odd. In, like, four or five hours, I've seen many times where the cutscene end of the reveal, like, somebody casually walks through a hologram. That person was never here! And you were even saying, too, um... So, in the beginning, everybody's kind of always learning about Norman Reedus' character of not being touched. You kind of get some implications of it in the beginning when, you know, he's very adverse to making handshakes with people for introductions, and they say, oh, right, sorry. And then they just straight up tell you, like, a cutscene later, oh, I have a phobia. So... They do this, and they make you understand and drill it into your mind that he literally doesn't like doing this, and after, shortly after, this is acknowledged in conversations and dialogue with one another, so he'll literally, uh, Guillermo del Toro's character, Dead Man, will say, oh, right, I forgot, you don't like being touched, and then, two minutes later, to your point, was like, hi, nice yeah. to meet you, and he'll just reach his hand out to him again, and he's like, motherfucker, what did I just tell you? Also, and this comes into Kojima's heavy-handed storytelling, which I'm not always a huge fan of, I don't even think you need to mention the phobia. 
Like, it feels like... You're, just trust the player. I can see he's not comfortable with it. Maybe tease that out without coming right out and saying, I have this thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's... I think that's one of the downsides of the writing. I mean, besides that it's all over the goddamn place. Yeah. It's one of the downsides that it takes its time to give you the information you're looking for just by interaction alone, but then it'll have a problem of just telling you. And that, I think, was plagued by Kojima's worry or concern that people would not get that. Exactly, which I... Metal Gear trusted its audience, and I don't think Death Stranding does the same thing. I don't either, and I think that it may... And this game is actually... I'm, I'm trying to really... I shouldn't really... really say Metal Gear always trusted its audience. Metal Gear is also very heavy-handed, but it was never, like, writing on the wall directly telling you a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think... I wonder if that's just because he didn't have... Anyone um, to rein him in? Anybody to rein him in for that. And I genuinely wonder... That, that I'm actually trying to play this game through the lens of, okay, this is completely no-holds-barred. How does this compare... To even Metal Gear, and I know they're mm. completely different games, but I mean more so in structure and dialogue and pacing. Because tonally, they're not completely different games. No, no, they're not. They they both have the same kind of style in terms of storytelling, except Death Stranding clearly has this concern to it. I mean, even if you look at a screenshot of Metal Gear Solid Five next to a screenshot of Death Stranding, you can see that those two games share some DNA. And that's just his style. You can't yeah. get rid of that. I think no matter what Kojima makes now and in the future, it's going to have that same comparison shot where you can just identify and say, this is fucking weird. But I think this time around, he genuinely was thinking, and this is only even um, further proven by his very easy mode and just his overall descriptions that you can find in the game. I think he was just heavily concerned this time around that nobody is really going to get what he's throwing down. Mm -hmm. So he just tried putting in as much as he could to really just ram it right into your brain to just say, this is exactly what I'm talking about. We're talking about Death Stranding. This is what I mean by the Death Stranding. We're talking about strands. This is what I mean by love, strands. Love me a good strand. And he does this all um, in such short spurts in dialogue. Like Amelie, um, we'll explain who she is in a spoiler cast, but you She's have... She's Lindsay Wagner. Yeah, she is Lindsay Wagner. Um, her character quite frankly, just straight up explains to you in three sentences what the difference is between stranding, the word strand, and stranded. stranded right. All in three sentences. It's almost as if she gives you a Merriam-Webster dictionary Without being definition. Like, and I'm stranded on yeah, this beach. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's almost... That was such... You just... You just tapped into my brain for a second to just bring up that scene exactly. It's almost like she gives you a de word, definition, example. Yeah. Can you use in a sentence? She uses all three in a sentence. Hi, Norman Reedus. I am stranded. Stranded means to be lost and not know your way back. For example, I am stranded, stranded on, on this beach. Meanwhile, Norman Reedus is a grown man who has experienced all of this. And I'll give this, in this scene, Norman Reedus looks as baffled as I was. Yeah. Like, he's like, ah. Uh. Which is why I don't even blame his character, you know? I would be scared of humans, too. With all this bullshit they're spewing, they're all just like, hi, um, do you, do you want to know the definition of a god particle? And I'm thinking, what? What? Where could you possibly be going with this? Why? And why do you even think I'm interested in that? It's a, it's obscene. But yes, tell me. It's obscene. And they even explain, like, rope usage, and I get that they're trying to explain that to the player, what but about, it's being communicated to Norman Reedus. This is another one, uh, Mama. When she goes, she's like, you know what's special about this rope? This rope's got your blood in it. Yep. Yeah, she just goes, yep, your blood. And... Okay. I'm mama, by the way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That being said, though, 
I really truly believe that if you remotely enjoy Kojima games, you should experience this. Is something this. special. Even if you have to get it on a sale, I genuinely would challenge you to play it. You don't need to dedicate 10 hours of your time. If you don't want to dedicate 10 hours, watch a Let's Play of this. I just want you to watch maybe the first few hours of this game. Also, um... It's something to experience. I'll say this. This at least makes me hopeful for, like, an era where games are going. Because to say this is not for everybody is an understatement. But I think we are finally hitting that era where something like this could be made means, like, Kojima is maybe the first step into, like, the indie art house of game makers. I, w I was, um... I was telling you... I think I was telling you, and if not, I'm going to tell you for the first time now. Uh, I went to the, um... This isn't the thing I didn't tell you. I went to the uh, Death Stranding exhibit in, New York, in Manhattan um, as part of Kojima's Something Something Stranding tour. I don't know, the world Tomorrow's in Your Hands or something. Tomorrow's but, in Your Hands tour? Um, just an art exhibit, showcasing the game, all that good stuff, just showcasing pictures. Uh, they had a wall They had a wall of Kojima's famous friends that you weren't allowed to take pictures of. Um, it's literally just an entire wall. Of Helen Mirren was there. Yeah, she was there because her stepson uh, made music for the game. Yeah. Um, she blatantly does not know about video games. That's fine. Thank you, Patrick Klebic, for the info. Yeah, it was quite hilarious, uh, with her Instagram tag of saying, like, oh, you know, something, it basically made an implication that Death Stranding was, like, like a console or some bullshit, and, um, yeah. anyways, they had a gift shop at the end of this, this Naturally. whole tour. It was Got a 30-minute exhibit. Oh, I should have gone. <laughs> I bought, I bought a shirt, because I bought, I did want to buy, I did want to buy the Kojima production shirt. I dig mm. that logo so hard. Um, I bought some socks, too. And then I bought a pen. And I was thinking about it afterwards. Kojima is just as much as kind of like a, a gaming fashion icon or just an, an art house indie icon compared to any than even a designer alongside. One hundred percent. Like he is the reason why he's so popular and one of the five designers that are so well known in Japan is because he himself is not only a successful game developer, but he is a guy who just has this like an art, like an art vision, like he's a all, Warhol, or he's like an artist of himself. He believes in his work even if no one else does, and he's a guy who thrusts himself into the limelight. He does, always. And even if you can draw an implication or assumption that he's buying famous friends, who cares? It, you, it's it working clearly for works. Him. Yeah, it clearly works. Um, every That's, time I even see him with a picture of somebody, Mads Mikkelsen, churches. Uh, as Mads Mikkelsen would say. J.J. Abrams was on the wall just because. Daddy's here, baby. Yeah, yeah. No matter who he meets and no matter who he takes a picture with, say what you want, because I've even drawn assumptions thinking, oh man, he must have shelled out so much dosh just to talk to them. Who, who cares? I mean, it works. Well, you know, it clearly works, and it'll... This must have been last year or the year before, I want to say. I'll never forget logging into Twitter and seeing that retweet from Kanye West of, heard Kojima's in New York, I need to meet him. DM. <laughs> yeah, the guy is just an icon at this point that everybody wants to meet. He He's a visionary in those cases. Um, you can't refute it. But I was also thinking, when was the turning point in which this happened? I want to say between Metal Gear 4, Metal Gear Solid 4 and 5 is when That's he officially when he made this shift to go to like more of the famous celebrity During pool. the production of Metal Gear Solid 5 is definitely when he became a household name. Yeah, because he met... Uh, he, it's when he started pulling in Kiefer Sutherland to come in, and he started to have bigger names instead of even David Hayter, which I thought was unfortunate, because. Yeah. but I, I do think that was by design. And I know there's a lot of backstory to that as oh, to wh people why... People talk about why the voice changed. And yeah, how why like Hayter didn't come on, and why Kojima didn't even bother, or why Konami didn't bother. I think it was just because Kojima himself was going through the shift of getting more into the celebrity spotlight, yeah. and really thrusting himself into that world. And he almost abandoned... He didn't abandon, but he kind of left behind 
all the lesser known names to go into a bigger echelon of people. And he met Kiefer in an AA meeting? Yeah. And from there, but this is my point though, He from those times, from that shift, he, he knows everybody. He just yeah. knows everybody. It's insane. Thank you for uh, for listening to the number one Kojima fan podcast. Um, my name is Hideo Eric Kojima. And I am uh, Rich Kojima Productions Meister. Hello. Um, but it was a good, it was, it's a good experience. I l- like it. I do think it's so pretentious. I'm almost disappointed I have to catch a flight in the morning and I have to stop playing it I for five days. I cannot wait to keep playing it. Because it's almost like you just want to see how far this train wreck can go. And to call it train wreck's intense, but it does have meaning. To say train wreck is to, like, it's almost like I'm watching a train that I know is going to derail, and I'm just waiting for the moment. Well, the train is already derailed in the first cutscene. It's already derailing. It's just, yeah. how long is this train? How and long is it going to keep train. going? Yeah. And it's a long-ass train, so you're just waiting to watch this train derail. And it's raining and time, see- and the train's... De- Everything's deteriorating around you too, and also there's some ghosties and uh, nuclear explosions. I hit a lady with my motorcycle, and then she was fine. I exactly. I don't know. Guess we don't need to waste any time on explaining that. I am totally. I'm exactly the things that you want to learn more about. They just won't, and it's it's funny that way. Corpses explode now, and it does sound like I'm sh- we're shitting on it, but I assure you, I think you, it's something special. But I assure you, there is nothing else like this. We both like it a lot. Ha- <laughs> nobody can refute that Kojima put something out there that nobody else has done. This is it's a game. It is a game. It's a video game I've played. It's a video and game. Part I've of me played. believed I never would. I dig. I just dig the style of it. I dig the story a little bit. I'm not, and I'm never gonna be. Here's here's a little here's a little tidbit for you. If you ever run into anybody who says that they love the Death Stranding story and they think it was so in depth and grandiose and ambitious, just do me a they favor. They just don't want to look them. stupid. Yeah, do me a favor and smack them across the fucking mouth because no, the story is completely ridiculous. It's ridiculously self-indulgent. Yeah, it's... self-indulgent. But you just can't help but you see can't look away. How far does this hole go? Like, yeah. what's going on in the Death Stranding? What's gonna happen? Is there gonna be another BT ghost? And then you have Mad Mickelson coming, calling you daddy. Calling I love him, every, saying daddy's here. Every shot, <laughs> daddy's here, BB. There's also the the fact that you're carrying around like an a, ch- a fetus in a jar. Also, there's so much going on that sometimes you forget, and then you'll, you'll see the check on BB thing, and you'll be like, oh right, there's a baby on my chest. I swear to God, that's what's incredible about it. You're being faced with so much weirder shit in the outside world that you look down and it it's an afterthought yeah you reveal the bridge baby and then exactly you're thinking oh my god i have a baby attached to me and it's just fine everything's fine you know what i remember sometimes if you're going through a deep river and like it gets to the point where the bb starts to get submerged the thing will turn red and it'll start crying and i'll be like oh right child yeah oh right i'm taking care of a baby the bridge baby it they okay. wanted me to put it in a furnace. Oh, well, well that's for the spoiler cast. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Death Stranding's out. I I think it's neat. <laughs> frankly, if you were going to buy it, you would have done it already. Yeah. I, so I, if you haven't yet by this point, I'm literally talking a day after here and I mean it. It's, yeah. If you haven't planned on getting this, wait for it to go on sale. Do yourself a favor and just wait. It's going to be a while. <laughs> it's going to be a while, but it, it's a game. All right. That being said, uh, other video games. <laughs> how long? How long was that? That's like a half an hour. <laughs> and that's not the spoiler cast. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So other games. Did you play anything else? I I didn't really. I gotta be honest. I've been playing Gwent on mobile. Actually, I could talk about that. Yeah. Tell me about Gwent. So Gwent came out on mobile. Um, I want to say about a week ago. I, I didn't it talk on about it. PC for a while back in the day. But yeah. I, yeah. 
I haven't tried the mobile version. I haven't. I didn't talk about it last week because I didn't admittingly play it too much, and I also forgot. But I played it more. Um, this is a well-made app. It's a well-made game. Cool. It's free. Um, so so go download it. Well, as you can imagine, there's always an app purchases. But this is Gwent, the card game that was based on the Witcher universe. Um, first featured, I think, in The Witcher Two. Or Could you three? play Gwent in two? I think it definitely was two. three. I don't remember. Maybe I just didn't engage with it in two. Maybe it was two. I don't know. Well, Gwent is in one of the Witcher titles, though. It became so popular. At the very popular. least, The Witcher 3. Yeah, yeah. It became so popular that CD Projekt Red made it its own game. Um, so it is just a card game. Chasing that Hearthstone bug. I mean, it was popular. They made At first, they made their own PC version of it. Um, they still It's still going on. They have tournaments and everything. But recently, they just re- uh, released it on mobile. Uh, it's its own mobile app. I think it's very well done. Um, the graphics are incredible. Uh, this has, um, this gives me Teppin vibes, where the art is just so good. Except this time, unlike Teppin, the game itself is also very enjoyable, because it's just Gwent. Which is wacky. It's very wacky. Because Teppin was really fast-paced, but I don't know that I was having fun. It was okay. Yeah, it, it just looks so good. It looks so good. Um, and it had weird cutscenes where Mega Man was fighting Wesker. <laughs> yeah, and then Ryu just came out. It was kind of weird. Um... But it's a good game, though. I recommend it. It's free, though. I'd give it a try. They give you a lot of different um, introductory training uh, matches to just get you accustomed to the game style. It's really simple in scope, but it has some strategy elements to it that are uh, pretty in-depth there. Cool. And you can, of course, make in-app purchases. I do not recommend it. I think you can survive without them, as with anything. I would definitely recommend it. What? I (laughs) I would definitely recommend shelling out. Um, Hashtag not mad. I would definitely recommend doing this. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that they made a really well crafted app there. I'm not really a big app guy, but I have been playing this a little bit more often than usual. So I like apps. I, re- I recommend sticks. it. Boneless wings. What are you doing here? <laughs> I don't know. Then potato skins. Uh, that's cool though. I'm glad to hear, uh, Gwen to shave and I'm not. Are you? Are you really yeah, glad? I am. You don't look glad. I'm glad. You don't look glad about <laughs> Why Gwen. are you angry at me? You don't look glad about uh, it. I, the only other thing I've really been playing this week, uh, I finished Luigi's Mansion 3. What? Okay, I know you don't like giving scores. If you're well, also if you're listening to this, my review's up uh, on the blog for Luigi's Mansion Three. Definite buy. It's a definite buy for me. I think it. um, If I had to give you my like summation at the end of it, I always really liked Luigi's Mansion. Uh, The first one kind of felt like a proof of concept and how short it was. I think two drags on for too long. I think this is. I think it's found its footing. This is like the proper sequel. Really phenomenal game. Uh. Luigi like being terrified just it, it works so well it gives me life um the hotel floors have a lot of variants in them which I think is great like which the hotel gives you freedom to do because it'll be like the first floor is just the lobby but like floor fifth six or seven is like the Egyptian themed suites and there's a literal open air area with a pyramid like crammed into this hotel so uh, how'd they do that <laughs> I don't know who ghost, you, who ghost magic that? Um, build the pyramids, ghost slaves. I finished it. I still like, there's still some booze I can go back and find and all that stuff. Okay. Um, but I finished the main story. I, I beat King Boo. Graphically, it looks incredible, right? Oh, it looks fantastic. I love, look at those textures on Luigi's pants. How are, how are the textures and just general graphics on the, uh, handheld mode? Handheld mode, it runs great. Um, I mean, it's getting at least 30 all the time. It's good. Uh, no frame drops. You'll get the occasional frame drop when you're hooked up to the TV, but that's to be expected with the Switch, kind of. What would you say is, um, out of all the new features that they have thrown into the game, what would you say was something that you consistently thought, oh, this is really cool? I thought Guiji works surprisingly well. That's so surprising, because I thought he'd be a gimmick, honestly. No, like, the puzzle-solving stuff with Guiji works really well. 
Um, you can also do a co-op mode where the other player is Guiji. Mm. And I'll say this much, it'd be fun because Guiji has all the same skill sets as Luigi, but it would still be really one-sided. Uh, because for one, Guiji can't open doors, so he can't like move on to the next area. That's all in Luigi's wheelhouse. Um, Luigi can do. He gets like certain areas that only he can access, which is neat. But he dissolves if he touches water. Like there's there's trade offs. He can go places Luigi can't, but Luigi can go places he can't. But I think it's it's definitely a step above. And I brought this up to you before. Remember like Mario Galaxy, where it's like I shoot the star bits. It's not yeah. that. It's more game for the. We well, were talking about that last that. time too. I'm actually grateful that G- Galaxy. <laughs> It's so funny how people still call it a co-op experience. It's not. No. <laughs> There's no way. It's like my friend's Somebody's here, and I don't want to stop playing, so here. That's like the equivalent. You go over to your friend's house, or you're playing with a sibling, and they're like, hey, you want to play with me? And you're like, yeah. You're like, okay, collect this for me. Become my garbage collector. You piece of shit. Yeah. And while you're doing that, pretend to have fun and keep going. Okay. Can I play as my... No. Never. Collect my How bits. dare you even ask? Feed this fucking star the bits. Why feed him all the bits so he can burp up a galaxy? It's like I also uh, um, I think some of the bosses like some of them are really great and then some of them feel a little one-sided in the sense of a lot of the bosses give you a lot going on in the room to like manage, which is fun while you're waiting for the opportunity to actually hit the boss, get them on the vacuum, and some of them are just like while you wait for him to give you an opening, just dodge for a while, which kind of sucks. Kind of waste time, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's uh, whereas other ones feel like there's a lot going on. One boss I like in particular, uh, one floor is a museum, and there's a caveman ghost, and he possesses a T Rex skeleton, and that fight's actually Mario pretty Legacy. awesome. That's pretty fun. Um, story wise, does it all wrap up together nicely? Yeah, it's it's neat. Uh, you know, you're going after you know Luigi once again wins some sort of trip. He really needs to stop falling for this. Wait, this is at the end. No, no, I'm saying, like, to set you up in the hotel. Oh, like, my God. The whole point is you're trying to get Mario, Peach, and Three Toads uh, to rescue them. I do really like, uh, there's a sequence towards the end where you've got Mario back, and you're trying to go to the top of the hotel to face off against King Boo, and Luigi's still being like, oh, I don't know, and Mario's like, come on, Luigi, and he's running up and, like, playing like Mario, like, bouncing between the walls to get to the top of the hotel while you're just taking the stairs slowly. I adore that. Because it gives him his personality. Yeah. Like, I was even... We were talking about last time. Like, you have Mario's world. And Mario's Mario. But then you have Luigi's motley crew of... And also, world. like, at, at the, the end of it, like, pop. Mario's there when this final showdown happens, but Luigi still gets to be the hero. As he should be. If Mario came... Can you imagine if Mario came in at the end and actually destroyed King Boo? That'd be <sighs> such a Nintendo thing to do. To just take it all away from Luigi. What monsters. But that's really fun. I like that. Um, What was your final game time? What'd you clock in at? Uh, I put uh, about 10 hours in. To complete it? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. But you didn't do everything, though. No, I still have uh, a bunch of booze to go back. I pr- actually, like, the booze, like in the original Luigi's Mansion, are sort of an optional thing. Except, unlike in the original, you don't have to get all the booze to face King Boo. Um, I only got, like, two or three of them. That's so surprising. I thought it would be longer. I'm not even disappointed, though. It might be cl- raining closer to 11, but I think it's consistent all the way through, which is kind of what you want. Well, I mean, that's good. I... We were talking, we were, I just don't like it when games clock in anymore over like 50 hours. And Dark of the Moon, Dark of the Moon overstayed its welcome. It did, I think Dark Moon only overstayed its welcome just because of the way that the game was made. The level design gets boring. The level design gets very boring, but even more so the whole level selection 
areas and how everything was cut off from one another, I think that really took away from the overall charm of the game, um, mm. or even the, the general atmosphere that the first Luigi's Mansion built. Nothing seamless anymore. You had to go level by level. That's like, just the challenge of this level. This here's is this. fully seamless. Of, you know, you're getting in the elevator, going to the next floor. Um, you could always go down yeah, the floor. Yeah, and they demonstrate that by... There's a boss encounter that happens a few times. The hotel owner's cat is one of the ghosts. <laughs> and it'll be Luigi will beat the boss on a floor. He'll get the elevator button he'll need. He'll go to put it in. He'll be like, let's do it. The cat will just jump through the elevator and grab it. And then you need to use your black light to follow its footprints. And you can see it like go down and you need to follow it to other floors. You can go in like bedrooms and stuff too, right? Yeah. I would have loved it if you could just go into a bedroom and just shine your black light over. <laughs> and just go, oh, oh, God. Uh, oh, God. Also, Mario and Peach, separate rooms. What's going, what's on, going there? on there? Yeah, what's happening? You put it in Mario's... Okay, 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 okay. So you put the black light in Mario's room. Clean as a whistle. Nothing at all. You go to Peach's room. It is the most depraved fucking oh scene. My. It looks like a murder happened, except in black light where... And you're just like, Peach, what the fuck? And she just looks so innocent. Mario's just like, I don't know. <laughs> um, all three of the toads are laughing. Yeah, they're all laughing. They're all giggling in Peach's room. I'm like... What's uh? What's, what's going on here? Uh, and Luigi never is the one to pry, anyways. You know, he'll just look at it and say, "Oh, look at boo ectoplasm." And Peach is like, "Yeah." <laughs> Professor Egad's got a lipstick mark on his collar. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like, "Luigi, what are you doing in here?" And he's just like, "Professor Egad, why also, are you in your boxes?" Some of the best writing for Egad, who I do still love as a character, where when you're saving all the toads, at one point he calls, he's like, "Hey, uh, Luigi, I wanted to upgrade your vacuum." Uh, so I sent Toad back out to the hotel to get this part. And he, Luigi's like, you what? And he's like, and uh, he hasn't come back. And you go check it out. Like, you go through all this trouble to rescue Toad. And he gets, sends him on an errand. Do you mind just going away for a second and getting captured again? Hey, uh, Luigi, I'm, I'm going to go see Peach for a little... D don't come in. And he's like, I'm going to level with you here. Luigi, come with me. I'm going to level with you here. Peach has been committing infidelity. And I'm totally be like, and we need Guigi. <laughs> and we need him right now. And I'm, I'm going to need you to not ask questions. Guigi is this. actually vital in the final boss, too. I love that. Um, they do a lot of puzzle stuff where um, the plunger gadget that you like launch onto something and then suck up with the vacuum to get leverage. Like, you'll be pulling on it and be like, nothing's working. And it's like, well, you need to send out Guigi and get double suction, baby. I like the <laughs> that double suck. Um, I like how... It sounds like this game really utilizes the whole tool set that they're giving you. It does. It it parses them out pretty quickly. Nintendo um, has a penchant for just not... For giving you a lot of things, but then you don't really kind of use them long term. It makes you think on your feet with everything, and I think the puzzle design all the way through is really good. I love that. The most egregious example I'm thinking of, too, is uh, Twilight Princess always. Twilight Princess always gave you an item. I love that, that you spinning would use. Top. Yeah, exactly. Spinning top. They'll give you an item or just something that you can use or is key pretty much in a dungeon. And then in the dungeon you get it, of that, and then almost never You again. will abandon that forever. Well, well, not even, like, the top I think is a great example because that dungeon you get it in, that boss fight's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's really um, cool. And then from there, the only time you ever use it is sometimes you find those switches that the top fits into you and you just spin on it. Yeah, but it. otherwise you would never even use it. Or even, what was it, the wrecking ball, the, the ball thing that you had? Oh, yeah, you remember that? yeah. Yeah, there, there was just some items that you could it's like use. A, it's like a flail, yeah, basically. Yeah, it is. You could use it outside the game other than the dungeon, but there was no reason to. Like, you could just coast. But the top was always the most disappointing to me because that boss fight is so awesome. Twilight Princess has one of my favorite kind of How designs. How did we get here? It, it just is. It's a good game, but... Yeah. 
I was gonna actually get. I was actually I gonna think drag it, it back to best, Luigi's Mansion. It actually has some of the best dungeons. I was actually gonna drag it back to Luigi's Mansion, but I'm glad to hear that Luigi's Mansion actually includes like Gooigi, and it's not just a one-off. Oh, now I gotta go use Gooigi. It's like, oh, okay, Gooigi can do this. I, I like there's that. There's a there's a lot of points where you're walking around, and you're like, I don't can't figure out where to go. The switch is over there. It's like, oh wait, Gooigi could fit through there. Hello, <laughs> just pops out. I do love there's occasional like boss fight stuff where like you'll at the end of it just like cut and it'll turn to Gooigi and he'll just be like. I just want to get that t-shirt with Gooigi on it. I know they're giving it out promotionally. Yeah. I, I have to have it. I hope they make a, uh, I want a, a Luigi's Mansion Amiibo, actually. I would love that. With the little, uh, that suck. A Gooigi Amiibo. That could suck. Yeah, give me that Gooigi. Um, an EGAD Amiibo. Give me it. You know what we forget about in Mario Cannon? EGAD made Flood. Yeah, he did. Very true. Go figure. The man, the man is single-handedly tied to, but this is why. You ever watch, um... Like case closed, right? Yeah. Okay, bear with me here. Okay. Like case closed. It's a long walk. I know. It's a it's a bit of a walk. We'll get there. You have a character who's really smart. You have, you have Conan who's really smart, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm smart." Murder happens all around this kid. With Egad, he's also like, "Yeah, I'm really smart, and I'm creating." There's just trouble all around this fucking yeah. guy. You don't want it. He gives flood to Mario. All of a sudden, there's this whole big paint epidemic going on. He's like, "Oh, I have flood." It's almost like you prep for this shit. Yeah, like, why'd well, you what, come prepared? What'd you think? Thing on Isle Delfino, somebody's well, to gonna be fair, paint the town. In the first Luigi's Mansion, Egad was already there and like preparing to take on the ghost himself, and Luigi just shows up, which is fine. However, to continue to develop these tools, even after the events of the first Luigi's Mansion, it seems a little bit too premeditative. Yeah, we're just thinking. Did you plan for this? Luigi specifically, because when he sends you to pick it up, he's like, I got a new invention for you. He's like, it's you, but jelly. Yeah, he goes, it's you, but it's jelly. And you're thinking, well, why didn't you just make it of yourself? And he, and he goes, goes, but I, li- but I like goes, you. Because I was going to fuck it. <laughs> he looks at you real close. He goes, Luigi, come here. And he goes, what? He goes, come here. And you get real close. He goes, I was going to fuck <laughs> And you're not allowed to do anything either. <laughs> like, he, you need his help. And you, and you so run to the Luigi's Mansion case on the box, and you see the E for everyone. You're like, what? It's like, what the hell? It just says E for everybody. Uh, childlike humor. <laughs> he goes, I'm I it. love that whimsy. Um, but yeah, that, that's why I like Egad as a character. He's just making all these inventions just for these ridiculous scenarios. Like, put him in a Donkey Kong game. Hey, DK, I made you this invention for Banana Collection. Here you go. There's also a great uh, Virtual Boy joke in there. Because you remember Luigi in the original one. You had, like, your Game Boy Horror. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a DS in love Dark Moon. Uh, in this, your new device is the, uh, God, I can't remember the actual name, but it's a virtual boy. Uh, like with the red outline and everything, you put it on your face and look, and when he first gives it to you, uh, he goes, he's like, yeah, this sleek design, virtual reality future, he's like, with the right marketing, this thing's gonna fly off the shelves. Fly off the shelves. You can't say they're not self-aware. Um, I like this because, you know what, they're just so, one of the reasons why I like Nintendo on the laundry list of reasons as to why I like Nintendo. They're just so fun. They're just fun. Yeah. They're playful with themselves. They're lighthearted with their jokes. And they put in a shit ton of work. Always. They never half-ass it. And then... Because when they make fun of themselves like that, you have a good chuckle at their expense. And they yeah. probably do too. And they're in on the joke. Like yeah. they They probably do they're too. They're like, yeah, we made a thing and it sucked. Let's have a good laugh about I it. I love I love when company and they're not the first to do this. Yeah. I'm trying I'm genuinely trying to think it's because I got at Luigi's Mansion on my brain. There was other companies that always play at themselves, and I think that's one of the most funniest things that they could do as a consumer. I'm just like, ah, you guys are cool. I'm it's like, also uh, hilarious to me knowing I have a flight tomorrow 
Like all week, I was like, and, and I'm really tired. I'm like, no, no, I was, I was like, I'm gonna finish Luigi's Mansion on the plane, and then I was finished with it like four days before my flight. <laughs> it's funny because I have a flight tomorrow, and I'm really tired. All right, <laughs> what I'm saying is, can we wrap this up? <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm tired for this. Can we wrap it? Um, but yeah. Uh, also, I guess just on the topic of Nintendo. Oh yeah, so that's Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah, go check it out. You should on your Switch. It's get really it for good. Christmas if you want it. It's pretty Christ- good. Christmas isn't coming. Um, really, I'm gonna get it. I just can't yet. Terry Bogart came out. He did. he did. Um, I really like listening to Kirby say "Power Wave." I do too. Um, the direct, if you have forty-five minutes of your life to spare for a good Sakura SNS. is such a fucking nerd. His entire team is. His entire team. They're all nerds. Um, they have a forty-five minute direct about Terry. It's almost like you're getting a crash course not on Terry, but also SNK and Neo Geo. Um, it was needed for a lot of people, I'm yeah. sure. They just provide all but the Sakurai background. Sakurai loves Neo Geo. That's why this happened. It's it's honestly, that's why I respect it a lot. It's just fun. It's always yeah. fun. He's like, here's why we're putting him in. And also, here's the history behind all of it, just for you to know. And we've also incorporated button inputs for his attacks, because Terry as a character, he has a lot of the uh, smash button moves that, he, that every character has. But just like Ryu and Ken, if you ever feel like doing a Hodoken the old-fashioned way, you or can. sure you can, you absolutely can. Which is um, awesome. That that's incredible. I think that's so cool. I, it, you know, I saw that some fans too on Twitter were saying, "Oh well, you know, the, the non-fighting game people were, who's never touched one before, they were thinking, oh, why the hell would you do this? I, it's just because it's ingrained in the it's character. Second history. nature to some people, and even second nature to his team. They're yeah. just like, of course we're gonna put this in here. Yeah. Even the orientation I remember of uh, Ryu and Ken back when they first released them, and how will they naturally orient themselves to the left or right? Yeah. based on a fighting two D plane. I think that's so goddamn cool. And it's something that just comes second nature to them. Like, oh, yeah, well, of course we're going to do that. That's what their style is. That's yeah. who they are. It encompasses where they come from and remembering the characters' roots. God, I cannot have Nintendo's dick so far. So I... the, the moral of that story is go play Guru Mark of the Wolves. Yes, because that's a good game. It is a great game. It is. It's got Terry Bogart in it. Go play uh, Legend of Dragoon. You, you want to borrow my copy of Fatal Fury 2 for the Sega Genesis? No, okay. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll pass. Um, but it, it's, he's a fun character, so if you have the pat, Smash Pass, you should get it, the Fighter Pass. If not, I think he's like six bucks. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you we get, got one more fighter coming. You get 50 different song tracks from the Neo Geo repertoire. That is insane. There's a lot going insane. on there. They have the Metal Slug main theme. Because why not? It's insane. Um, and I forgot what her last name was, but Mai from the uh, yeah, Fatal Fury Mai is not making an appearance. Yeah, she is a ninja... She is a female ninja and who is goes, scantily clad spicy. in clothing. Yeah, she's also very, very spicy. Um, Sakurai and the team blatantly admit that they didn't put her in because she's too she's too sexy. Too spicy. Too spicy for the game. It's only for good boys and girls, uh, which is why... They, I was watching that and they were all laughing about it. He's like, Mai's not in the game because she's the game's only for good boys and girls. How much of an alpha do you have to be of a team to just say, yeah, we know she's fucking hot, but yeah, nah. <laughs> like it's not for the kids. Nah, it's, it ain't. We know you guys it. like tits. I, I, we do too. Believe me. <laughs> Meanwhile, a week, not even two days later, I saw a news story that Japan is trying to ban females in the workplace from wearing glasses, which is it insanity. Ruins, it ruins the feminine image. Yeah. So you have Nintendo doing fun things like this. I'm like, ah, this is fun. And they're like. Women have no choice for this. I'm just thinking, what is happening? This is kind of weird, but okay. This is strange to me. I don't like it. So, okay. Um, But it's cool. So if you have Smash, go play him. He's pretty fun. And also there's new stages for him. 
Go play yes. with your friends. Consistently still the best game. Terry Bogart's cool. Yeah, Terry Bogart's awesome. Um, I'm going to dive right into release radar now. What's releasing? What's coming to uh, PC and consoles the week of November 10th through 16th. Oh, this is a hot week. Romantic Saga 3 comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PS Vita on November 11th. Uh, it's the first time we're getting a Romancing Saga 3 in the U.S. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, Truck Driver comes to PC on November 11th. Doctor Who, The Edge of Time, <laughs> comes to PC, VR, and PSVR on November 12th. The Legend of Bumbo comes to PC on November 12th. Uh, very excited for that. The clown? That's, no, Bumbo is the, uh, Binding of Isaac prequel. Oh! Oh, right! Um. That was with the, uh, was the RPG? Bumbo One Coin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were just saying that, like, oh, you know? You know, Bumble yeah. One Coin. Uh, Mad Games Tycoon comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on November 12th. My Friend Pedro comes to Switch at retail on November 12th. Been out for a while, otherwise. Uh, the Pit Infinity comes to PC November 12th. VR Ping Pong Pro comes to PC VR and PSVR on November 12th. 13 Remake comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One on November 13th. Aptly named. Uh, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition comes to PC on November 14th. Ow! You have words. Ow! That's it. Okay. B Simulator. That Why wouldn't that be a thing? Comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on November 14th. Paranoia, Paranoia Happiness is Mandatory comes to PC on November 14th. Rage 2 Terror Mania DLC comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One on November 14th. That's a free DLC. Sparklight comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on November 14th. Beast Quest comes to Switch in Europe on November 15th. Uh, Biker Garage Mechanic Simulator comes to PC on November 15th. Sorry, I had to do a thing. Uh, <laughs> Jumanji, the video game, comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on November 15th. Pokemon Sword and Shield comes to Switch on November 15th uh, on pre-orders. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, November 15th. Oh, baby. Uh, Terminator, Terminator Resistance comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One in Europe on November 15th. Tokyo Ghoul RE Call to Exist, that's an anime <laughs> name, comes to PC and PS4 on November exist. 15th. What does RE stand for? I never title? remember. But I always th I'm always thinking of the business acumen regarding. So it's, it's not, just a Tokyo it's, Ghoul regarding. It's just like an anime thing. I know. Uh... Tokyo Warfare Turbo comes to Xbox One on November 15th. That's a hell of a release radar. I keep thinking R... I know... I, I've seen other people use RE as Rebirth. I think that's what it is in anime. But I always think always. it's so funny when it says, like, regarding this. <laughs> so, like, that, ofi that official title then would be, um... Tokyo Ghoul Regarding Call to Exist. Yeah, see... <laughs> And that's even that's even more confusing. It's like you get an email saying I'm, I'm regard. This is an email regarding the call to exist. All right, that's pretty fun. Uh, that's a pretty stacked week. Yeah. Ah, uh, Terminator. Terminator. I'm weirdly interested in. We talked about this before. I feel bad for Terminator because you know what? It was a fran It was a franchise or series that finally had a good release mm -hmm. with the most recent film. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit anymore. We'll always have Terminator 2. Yeah, but nobody cares about I know. Terminator I care. anymore. I like Terminator so much. I'm talking about, like, the masses, though. I you know. know. Like, they, they released Genesis was a fucking steaming turd. Well, it's hard to n not understand why the last three films have been horrible. Well, this is, I know, and they keep, you know, the they keep pushing the audience to say, hey, take this. And then finally, it's like almost like The Boy Who Cried Wolf. They released the good title. They're like, here you go. We put a lot of work into this one. It reviews decently well for a Terminator film, and nobody gives a shit. Also, uh, worth noting, the game is unrelated. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not a movie tie-in We game. talked about this one yeah. time, too, about the game. Um, I'm interested to see how that does. Yeah, totally. I think it might be worth checking out. Who knows? Uh, Sword and Shield, I don't know. It's going to sell like gangbusters. Of course, because it's Pokemon. Pokemon. I don't know how it will review as the first console Pokemon. I'm excited for it, though. I am. You know what? I'm also... I was reading that they got rid of Bulbasaur and Squirtle. Yeah, only Charmander is yeah, on this Yeah, only Charmander's in it. Like... They don't have uh, a lot of the Gen 1s, like Psyduck's gone, Seal's gone. I'm not buying it. Uh, there you go. I'm not buying it. Seal's not in it. I'll, I'll, I'll handle the Pokemon reviews. Uh, yeah, you know what? Just go on without me. Um, also, interesting, I'm cautiously optimistic about on this list, Star Wars. I... I hear a lot of good things. I'm excited. I'm excited for the game because I think it's going to blow a lot of people away. Yeah. And I think it's going to be very unexpected. Just because even when I think of it now, after everything I've read about it, I'm still lukewarm on it, but I still think it'll be really good. I think so, too. It's one of my most anticipated games of the year. Um, Moving on from there, because I don't think there's any other big news unless you're really into anime. Um, I love anime. We talked about anime before this started, but I'll move right into the news. This is a story I just pinned on here because I really like this. I don't know if you saw this. Anthem put out Mass Effect skins. Uh, for N7 For rigs, Yeah. And, God, they make me wish Anthem was a good game. Uh, like, basically what they put out... You remember, like, the way the rigs work and, like... Because uh, we played some of it. Mm-hmm. Like, they put out a heavy rig that just straight up makes you look like you're a Krogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they put out, like, a regular N7 one. They put out uh, one of the speedy ones that makes you look like a Quarian. One of the, like, soldier ones that makes you look like a Turian. There's, they're just really cool designs. I miss the Krogans. They're cool. I really wish Andromeda was better. Yeah, we all do. I think. I- I was uh, reading some people's tweets and just some articles about N7 Day, which I didn't even know existed, mind you. Oh, you didn't? I mean, it was yesterday, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you, you've Missed only recently joined Twitter. What? You've only recently joined... What the hell jo- is this? What I'm saying is, like, no, no. What the hell is this? N7 Day always felt like a Twitter holiday It's not like the most condescending thing. Oh, well, you're just new. You just need a Twitter. Get the hell out of here. I wasn't being a dick. I know. It's just because yesterday was the Death Stranding release, and that was on my mind for the past two weeks. Um, yeah, it was N7 Day, but I saw a lot of people recounting, you know, Andromeda... And just the series. Which is wrong. Andromeda's bad. It's wrong. It's bad. It's wrong. I'm sorry. It's wrong. If you worked on the game, I'm happy for you. Get that opportunity. Get that clout. But Andromeda was not it. It was not that good. And every time I think of it, I'm thinking, wow. That's, that sucks. And I think when we talked <laughs> about really it, I'm sucked. like, sure, it was a technical mess, but even if you fix that stuff, it's still a bad game. Yeah. Uh, it was much more than that, so... Not not too great. So um, fuck you, Andromeda. Whoa, what the uh, Come on. Congrats to the team, really. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. trying, guys. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Come on. Don't, I'm not don't, trying don't. to. Sh- uh, I'm trying to shit on the, the team. The audience knows. They know. But they know me. That's my bit. But Mass no, but even Mass Effect Three, even even before Andromeda, Mass Effect Three wasn't even that great. And no, two, Mass Effect Two is the peak. Two, one, I really liked one. I like one. One was in-depth storytelling. That was hot. One is in-depth RPG, baby. Oh, it's it's full. It's chock full. Um, has it's got so R, it's got P, it's got G's. so much dialogue. Two took that formula and said, hey. Streamlined it. We're going to do, it almost reminded me of what The Witcher 1 to The Witcher 2 did. They streamlined it. They said, you know what? We're going to make this better. We're still going to have the lore here and all the dialogue, but we're going to make it better. And we're going to make the uh, more easily accessible and just fun. And they did. And it kicked ass. We like to have fun. Yeah. And three said, hey, you know what? We're going to take this and we're going to make it exactly the same except the story's going to get really stupid. 
So we're gonna we're just gonna do this. And we went all right. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a weird choice. Like choices a, don't matter. It seems like a weird choice. Yeah, <laughs> choices don't matter either. Fuck you. Listen, if you really want a proper conclusion, just put your Mass Effect Two save data into Frog Fractions Two. Can you? What? That's a real thing you can do. What? There's a point in Frog Fractions Two where you can either keep going or it asks you to import save data. And if you click yes, import save data, it goes to your files. And if you have Mass Effect Two save data, it'll accept it and it'll reference choices you made in Mass Effect Two. What? <laughs> what? Why is that not game of the year? Should have been. I want a new Mass Effect, but I want it to have nothing to do. Very much like Star Wars, I want it to have nothing to do with the main line of story. Just completely that universe different. is so big; it doesn't it's need so to. So vast. I think that's such a problem with space games that also, everybody makes. I they always that, stay contained. I think that was Andromeda's big misstep, by the way, um, was moving to another galaxy when there were so many more stories to still tell in that main galaxy. Yeah, and you don't even need to... And I understood why it existed, because the main point of Andromeda was, I think during the events of Mass Effect 2, they basically say, they sent these colony ships in case Shepard failed. Which is cool. They g- gave you... They gave you the eggs. Yeah. All you had to do was just hatch them. Mm. Um, Worst first contact I've ever seen in a sci-fi. Terrible. It's so bad. I think that a lot of these sci-fi games, they always give you the groundwork where you can just say, listen, you can run with this. Whatever you want. They leave it open-ended sometimes. Not on purpose. It's not like the writers are also so omniscient. But to leave wiggle room to tell different stories. I've read so many different accounts of even comic book writers or authors. They will leave things open-ended just to make it easier. I have sci-fi on the brain, Eric. I do. This time tomorrow, I'm going to be building a lightsaber. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. That's awesome. Ah, and then we get fights. I got my lightsaber. Um, I talked, by the way, I bullied Tom into doing it. I'm like, Eric said you're a fucking nerd for building the droid instead of the lightsaber. He is a nerd. That's for the kids. Who cares? Oh, well, now I have a good friend who did that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't care. You get the saber. You need the saber. If you're strapped for cash, I feel you. I get that. Tom's not strapped for cash. That's why I bullied him about it. That's why he's a big nerd. If you're not strapped for cash and you're just like, I don't want a saber, I want a droid. Never in my life have I ever seen a Star I made Wars him, flick and I'm like, gee, I want a droid. I bullied him into canceling his droid class and joining my lightsaber class. I've never seen a flick of Star Wars or read a book and I said, you know what I'd rather have other than the fucking most powerful weapon in the galaxy? A droid. droid. A C-3PO of my own. Just a bitch and complain. Terrible. <laughs> he's fluent in over 6,000 forms of communication. Thank God. But sci-fi, though, they, they make the mistake of saying, hey, listen, we're going to take these the, the groundwork here, but we're going to completely throw it all away for something else. Or, even more so, they're going to just keep referencing the original material so hard that it just comes off as fan service, and it's just too much. Mass Effect, Star Wars, they all have this rare opportunity to just build upon something. It could just lightly set the groundwork, and then you can have a completely different game in the same galaxy. A galaxy is gigantic. Yeah. That's the It's gigantic. Also, even beyond just the galaxy, there were so many time periods I wanted to uh explore. Um, like pre genophage, like the the Krogan Wars and all that. The Rancor Krogan or whatever they were fuck I don't remember the name of the bugs. You know what I'm talking well, about. Well that's my problem with Gears of War. They just don't go back to the Pendulum Wars. Totally. Like just go back to the fucking Pendulum Wars. And I'm an advocate of I very liked Gears of War five, but I I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, we'll look at Halo even, Reach. I would have I wanted a whole game. And I think you and I might have spoken about this before. I would have taken a whole Mass Effect game that was basically like Citadel Cops about Garrus' time uh, in CSEC. I would love it. I would adore it. Just give me something. I, I, I just... Or even another amazing. great gap, because it's literal years, uh, when Garrus is operating his Archangel on Omega. When he was literally a vigilante in, like, the Moss Eisley of the Mass Effect world. There's just so much opportunity 
I would love that. It, it's why I want another Republic Commando. Republic. Because mm. I want just a game to that exact point that you were just making. I agree with it wholeheartedly. You don't even need to give me a main continuity game. Give me something that's just a small little bit of a galaxy. Because it's gigantic. Yeah. And just have a game like that. You want to talk about smuggling vigilante adventures? Hell yeah. Let's play that. Just make a good... That's why I'm hyped for The Mandalorian. And just give me something. God, yeah. Ground level. I don't even care. I'm going to be dodging Mandalorian spoilers while I'm on vacation. Oh, yeah. Poor or you. I'm going to end up watching it in my hotel room you uh, should. one night. I mean, you should. It's just streaming. You're going to get tired one day, get a little sleepy, watch some Carl <laughs> Weathers. Go, I worry. <laughs> they go, the day after premieres, they go, dodge spoilers, and I get to Galaxy's Edge, and it's just the uh, a guy in the cosmos go, I'm about to yell all of the things I did last night. <laughs> I'm about what? to no. spoil it. Somebody stop him. <laughs> Disney security comes out rushing. They would never. They would never <laughs> let that happen. They would cattle prod the guy sooner. No, listen, you got your laptop, you got Wi-Fi, you got a stew going, baby. Mm-hmm. You get that Carl Weathers on there. Um, God, I love watching, like, uh, the trailer. Like, I love that they made the right decision. Every trailer narrated by Warner Herzog is like, bounty hunting's dangerous business. <laughs> I didn't fucking know that. I thought it was like being a paper boy. Um, Isn't yeah, that so, right, Mandalorian? Yeah, I'm glad... <laughs> So anyways, N7 Day, I'm glad it was there because it actually made me miss a Mass Effect. And they even the, the writers and the developers were even hinting that, oh, there's so much being planned for this, blah, blah, yeah. blah, like we're not giving up on it. I think they learned a lot from Andromeda, which is why I'm very excited to just see what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it may be good. It may be the next best thing that they release. And in sci-fi, we kind of need a game like that. I want something. I like want that. a Volus in my party. Yeah, why not? And I want to have sex with it. <laughs> no, how about, uh, actually, you know, my, you know what my favorite Mass Effect races probably is? What? The Elcor, the ones that can't express emotion, oh! but have to state it. They're like, exasperated response. Exasperated response. <laughs> Heavy breathing. Uh, there's, um, one of my favorite bits in Mass Effect 2 is when you're on the Citadel, there's an ad for it that plays pretty far, uh, where it shows, like, a clip of an all Elcor production of, uh, Hamlet. Oh my god! <laughs> Call me. It's so amazing. <laughs> like, they're literally just running lines from Hamlet, like, deadpan, but, like, before he's, like, he's, like, appealing to reason. <laughs> like, I have never seen that before in my life. I must well, find I'll it. pull it up on YouTube before you oh, leave. Oh, absolutely, please. That's hilarious. Holy shit. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you have time, look that up. I'm just thinking about the expansive world of Hamlet. Um, um... The Overwatch, Overwatch 2 clients you got here uh, are going to eventually merge. Yeah, I brought That makes up. sense. We talked about this last time we said it would probably would there's no way it was gonna last where overwatch and two would have separate clients um, forever yeah forever so yeah jeff kaplan was being interviewed by a game industry biz person um game industry.biz what was it game biz dev game industry.biz it's a uh, matthew hanadrin was the writer i almost forgot the site um it's game industry.biz okay well jeff kaplan was interviewed there and he was saying that, or at least to confirm that eventually long-term Overwatch and Overwatch 2 clients would merge into one, which... Makes sense. I mean, y- y- yeah. It, it seems obviously. inevitable. It's not right um, away because they don't want to separate their player base immediately. I, I'm curious to see how eventually you're going to need to buy Overwatch 2 to play it. Yeah, no. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to get there. It's going to happen. I also think before that happens, I think Overwatch 1 will briefly go free to play. Yeah. And I think it's either going to be they merge the clients and you could buy Overwatch 2, but I also can foresee them just saying, hey, buy Overwatch Now you need to buy in, yeah. Um, 
and also that the development time of over what the reason why this is even important is because um Kaplan was referencing that they actually felt bad or they they were a little bum that they couldn't develop uh or devote I should say 100% of their development efforts to Overwatch 1 right now things have been kind of going on I did slump. see the quote about that about yeah. the Jungenstein's revenge and all that yeah things are kind of in a slump right now uh just because everybody's devoting their efforts to Overwatch 2 which also was something that people probably could guess would happen um it's just, to me, it's all indicative that eventually you will have to purchase it. Totally. Um, it may be a year. Who knows? You know, they may they may release Overwatch 2, have it running for about six months or something, and then eventually merge them. But that will happen. Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, other story I forgot to put on here, but I want to touch upon briefly. Uh, China is putting out uh, game curfews for kids. Honestly, it's not the worst thing they've done. No. Uh, kids can't play games past 10 p.m., uh... And also, I believe, during the week, they're only allotted 90 minutes of game time. That's if you're 18 or under, yes. I believe, correct? Correct. 90 minutes a day? A day. On school days. Oof. Well, honestly, watch it pay off. Yeah, let's see what happens. Watch it pay off. They'll rule us all one day. Yep. Uh, moving on from that, I mean, that's about it. Uh, I have a note here. I saw Jojo Rabbit. How was it? I really liked it. I want to go see it. It was... It's one of those things where I think uh, Taiki Iwata, the director, kind of treads a really fine line here and does it well, where, like, the movie is laugh-out-loud funny, but still, like, it manages to send its message in a way that works. Like, I think it does a good job of delivering that anti-hate message while still being a hilarious film. Are you mean to tell me that this is just not Nazi propaganda? It like is, in fact, the opposite of Nazi propaganda. Wow. Who would have thought that the public would be wrong? Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see that. I saw Parasite. How was it? I heard uh, movie good of things. The year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's okay. really good. It's really fucking Gonna have to good. get out there for that one. Yeah, yeah, it's really fucking good. I, I want to go see that. I want to go see Jojo Rabbit and The Lighthouse before... Yeah, the Lighthouse I want to see also. Here. Um, but yeah, that's good to hear that it was good. I'm glad. I gotta go. I gotta get out and see it. Weird sentence to say, but uh, Taiki Iwata plays a hell of a Hitler. <laughs> you play one hell of a Hitler, sir. Um, that is a compliment that can be said now in 2019. Yeah, <laughs> and people won't raise eyebrows. He's a great line that I love because like attention's clearly drawn to it. Uh, with like you know that World War II style of uniform with like the baggy pants. Yeah. And he's like, "Jojo, what do you think about the pants? I'm thinking bigger in the hips, just wider." Uh, I love it. Um, that's pretty cool. I'm excited. They, they have a lot of just with games. They have a lot of good films out this year. They really do. Films. I saw that uh, Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for Best Sporting Actor for Endgame. Yes. After he said, "I don't want to be nominated for Best Sporting Actor." He's like, actor "Please, for I said no." He's like, "Please end this suffering." I wasn't I using just, reverse psychology. I said no. I just want to make Doctor Doolittle, and the, the public. Isn't said it no. crazy that we're making a version of Doctor Doolittle that's accurate to the novel? This is his dream project, apparently. Is it? I'm not shitting you. I it's don't a know great that, novel. I think that's some tabloid BS that they're just trying to promote. I don't know. I'd believe it. That's a I great novel. Him. I do believe him. I just think he's not going to get the response that he's hoping for. No. I think too many people don't know what Dr. Doolittle is besides the Eddie Murphy films. They're like, what's this? There was some, um... What's this straight-laced adventure movie? I was, I was reading this article online. I think they got a leak from Reddit at the time. Uh, there was a guy who was on the set working in production on Dr. Doolittle, and he said it was an absolute shit show. Really? Yeah. He's like, uh, the director did not know shit about, uh, post-production. That and doesn't bode well. It, and they had for to go a movie back with such do, heavy CGI. Yeah, and apparently they had to go back and do reshoots. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. had to act as if there was a monkey on set 
like just randomly like there, but he, it wasn't actually there. Yeah, like, it's there not easy even... to do. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, it's not. It's not gonna be good. There you go. Uh, I'll <laughs> just say it. I'm sorry, cool. RDJ. Your passion project. I'm a fan of, but I don't think it's gonna get that great reviews. Cool. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely he goes, he goes, cool. Are you even listening to me? Are you even listening to me right now? You brought up movies. I'm here. I'm present. Uh, on that note, you got any other any other notes to tie in, or should I run us into housekeeping? You think Pokemon's gonna be good? I think so. I think it's a lot of missed potential. Uh, I think they're finding their feet. Uh, and they, you have to with this. Uh, it's a big change for them. I agree. I think that. It's not so crazy not to have all the Pokemon when you're just having a completely new generation. No, not at all. I don't. I don't think that's insane at all. Well, how many? How many were they supposed to have in this one? I, Let's just say the total national decks was like nine hundred, something like that. That's insane. That's a lot. I was thinking of because uh, I have uh, our friend Ryan, uh, especially to do brand new models. For. He's a very big Poke fan, mm-hmm. um, along with other people that I know, and they're pretty against the game for the reasons that a lot of the old time fans are against it as well. That they don't have the national decks, so they're leaving out a lot of Pokemon. I mean, I just said earlier, no seal, no buy. Um, I think it's crazy to think, I think it's crazy to think that 900 is like the bar. Like, if you don't have 900 of these goddamn things, I ain't buying it. Um, when I was a kid and they had 150 in Gen 1, that, that was, was a lot. lot of Pokemon. And you look at that sprite work, baby. Yeah, that was just a lot of Pokemon. And even more so with Heart Gold or uh, Silver, there was there was a lot. Um, and I never collected them all. I give a lot of people props for collecting and putting in hundreds of hours. I know a few Pokemon Masters. You think you do? Yeah, that's a lot. I, I'm talking about like all of it. Yeah, no, I that's know. wild. Like one fifty, like a uh, black white generation were Pokemon Masters. Wow. Like I collected the original one fifty one. I felt like I was on top of the world, but then you got oh, the yeah. gold. I've never done anything more impressive since. But then you get yeah, no kidding. And then you get to gold. And they were like, okay, now do it again, but we're going to put in another 150. We're going to double it. Hmm? Yeah, and, I, and as a kid, I was just like, what? Like, I was like, what? I was like, all right, let me get a hat wobble. I'm like, is there, yeah, is there a poke wrap for this one? They're like, <laughs> no. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I guess that's fine. It's and too I hard love, to wrap. <laughs> gen 2 is my favorite gen along with 1. It's just, yeah, that's a lot of Pokemon. I'm actually okay with them just Ho- not. Oh, Cyndaquil, Totodile. <laughs> I, I was just dancing in motion. I was like, hell yeah. Um... I'm actually okay with the idea of them not including all of them. I actually probably would have preferred if they just included 150 and we called put, it a we day. We put 21 of them. <laughs> well, didn't X... So I bought X. Uh-huh. And this was after I swore off a of Pokemon for a couple of years there. I bought X, though. And they only had, like, what, 60 of them from a new gen? I think it was like a test. They haven't done a full new generation in a long time. I think this is the first time, isn't it? This Is, is this a full new is generation? Is this a full generation? Well... Listen, if it's not, why not? Think, also, I it's getting harder. Also, there my cool. favorite Pokemon, yeah. um, looking through those leaks, uh, there is a dragon that is an apple that eventually evolves into an apple pie. I saw that. There and was I, also the uh you remember what Mike sent us? There was that penis monster? Yeah. Yeah, that I confirm that that's not real. I was gonna say, yeah, it's not real. Uh Mike's looking at smut. <laughs> yeah, that was uh there <laughs> There is this Pokemon that our friend showed us. Um, it's just like an elephant with a penis for a nose. Yeah, imagine a Don fan, except but its nose it's is a dick. cock. Yeah, and its head shape are balls, and the base. So he showed it to us, saying, "Guys, this is a new Pokemon," and we were losing it. And 
I felt like such a fool because I thought it was real. I was like, you know what? Maybe Nintendo's Is this doing after that- I sent the squirrel and I was like, look at this fat fuck? Yeah, I mean, if that's real, because that it one, is, the squirrel's real, yeah. if that's real, why not this guy? Yeah. So then I was also thinking, maybe Japan's just playing us. Like in Shin Megami Tensei, they have the literal dick demon. Yeah, Mara. So, yeah, so I was on a chariot. So I was thinking, do you like? Do you like oh yeah, Mara. Yeah. Well, I, I gotta give you. Props I, I said. <laughs> yeah. I, you actually, know, I'm a big, you know, you know I'm a big Shin Megami Tensei fan. Uh, my friend, my friend Ray and I used to joke about that all the time, where we like send each other pictures of Mara in the middle of the day. I sent him one once with the chariot, and it was like Leo before our overlord, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "We're all but spokes in Mara's wheel." Ew, that's <laughs> gross. That's fucking gross. <laughs> Also, Play Arts makes like a hundred and fifty dollar figure of Mara. Oh, I saw that. I did see that. I'm and people buy it. I'm sure. Um, fuck. What was okay? So, anyways, (laughs) I was like, God damn, Dick Cherry. Uh, but I went to Ryan and I was like, Ryan, did you ever see this Dick Elephant thing? And he's like, What? I'm like, I'm like, you know, the the Pokemon, the it's the new Pokemon. It's leaked. It has a dick on its nose. It's his trunk. He's like, I have never heard of anything like that. And that's not real. And you have to post that immediately. And that sounds like straight up porn. And I said, no, 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 no. So I found it again. First of all, I couldn't find it anywhere. (laughs) What you should have said him is you sent him a picture of Fanfi where you blatantly photoshopped like a dick on it. it. (laughs) Well, my first mistake was that I. In my blissful ignorance, I went on Google, and I typed in the Google images, like... Dick Pokemon. Pokemon penis elephant. And what had spawned was less than less than expected. Less than human. Yeah, it it was bad. It was just that image of Cynical drinking milk from a milk tank. Ew. (laughs) You ever see Uh, that? Yes, I did. Dude... Yeah, there's another comic too that involves Sonic that I don't want to get into. But <laughs> Let's not do that on this you. show. Because if you bring up one thing, it's gonna trigger. So I bring up, I show him the penis Pokemon. He just starts wheezing and laughing. He goes into absolute conniptions because he's like, "This is not real." And I said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Yes, it what is." What do you it mean, leaked. Ryan? I said, "It looks official. It's real." He's like, "You cannot tell me that Japan." He goes, "Game Freak, no less." Looked at this in a writer's room and said, "Yes." We're That's the one, this. baby. And then I said, "Maybe they did." It's not real. There's no dick Pokemon, folks. It's unsurprising. I do encourage you to look it up, but don't Google image search that. You're going to get less than likely results. I like Slack off. From Gen 3? Yeah, he's a sloth. I like him too. I like uh, Pseudowoodow. Pseudowoodow's cool. I like Heracross. I I like Heracross, but I'll up your Heracross with a Feraligator. Actually, you know what? No, no, no. Totodon. I like Croconaw. You know Mareep and Ampharos? Yeah. Those guys were cool. Dug them. Yeah. Uh trying to think who else there's somebody else who, who? i'll never who, forget cool Knocked i owl. here's a little here's a little tale for you instead of just naming all these fucking pokemon um i was fighting ho-ho back in gold de- over a decade ago um maybe two decades ago who knows and i had one more pokemon left after facing ho-ho because i tried so desperately to catch him without using a master bowl and um all i had left in my party because i was planning to level him was a level three hoot hoot and I threw him out there. I said, well, buddy, it's your time to shine. It was pretty much storming up on the beaches of Normandy, not to downplay our heroes. Thank you. Rest in peace. It's, <laughs> it was almost like that, though. Like, you knew he was going to get blown away. Um, and I caught the ho-ho. And the level three hoo-hoo lived to tell the tale. Yeah, remember a weird tradition when you were a kid for catching Pokemon? I really of, thought like, you were thing- about to burn me just for no, the no, beaches of like thing- <laughs> Of, like, things you thought that would work. Because I had this weird thing mentally where it was, like, totally about, like, being non-looking at it after you throw the ball. So, like, to give the least amount of tension possible is, like, I would throw the Pokeball at Ho-Ho, put down the Game Boy upside down, and then, like, go to the bathroom. I think that's a form of social anxiety. (laughs) 
Like, you don't want to see the outcome because it makes you uncomfortable. Well, you, he's only my therapist now. What? No, I'm, I I did the same thing, but just not in the same way. I didn't turn it upside down. I actually put my Game Boy down. I kind of turned away a little bit. Just yeah. Like, but I kept the music on mm-hmm. so I can hear what would happen. And I would physically cringe when it just wouldn't go my way. Yeah. I was so... That game like, was I, so I had to leave the room and occupy myself with something else for a minute. I used to put my Game Boy Color on my cousin's golden retriever when he was laying down for good luck. And I used to catch a lot of Pokemon that way. Sure. I just put it on him and I'd be like, please give me strength, Simba. And he would just... Breathe. And it's just a great example of drawing... Conclu- like, that wasn't doing anything for you, but like a few times it would work. So you're like, clearly this is working. Well, it's also the same method of holding the down button and the B button sometimes when you threw the Pokeball. It mm-hmm. didn't do anything. No. It just made you feel good. Yeah. It, just, it gave you a peace of mind. It's almost like blowing into a cart. It gave you a peace of mind. You're like, maybe... Oh, no, that does something. <laughs> what, what? No. No, like, I still do it. I would still do it. Um, I would still hold down my button on Pokemon. I'm still gonna... If I get it for Switch, you're damn right I'm gonna hold down the Joy-Con buttons and go... <laughs> and just pray to the gods that it happens. But I'm pretty hyped for a Pokemon game. Yeah. I... I bought... What the last Pokemon game? I bought Moon. This was after I took a hiatus from X. I played Moon. X, I played maybe for two hours. I actually, it was Buyer's Remorse. I returned it immediately. And GameStop's amazing just for this because you could still sell any Pokemon game at GameStop for full price of what it was. Like, it's still, you're going to get between 30 to $40 for every Pokemon That's pretty game. good. Even back since Heart Gold, Heart Gold, you'll actually get like $90. It's that rare now. Is it? I, yeah. You, if you look up their return policy on I still it, have the Pokewalker. I had X held on to it for, yeah, if you can get that with a new battery and fix it's it. It's just a watch battery. It's yeah, easy to fix it up. And just sell that together with the case. You could sell that for about a hundred bucks. It's pretty it's good. Very popular. Um, but I ke- held on to X for about six months after I bought it because I played it literally for two hours and I said, oh, I'm not really, it's not really vibing with me. Heart Gold was the last one that really vibed with me because I was biased. But I went back to GameStop and yeah, they were like, we'll give you like thirty bucks for it. And that's how much I paid for it at the time. I was like, shit. And then I bought Moon. Same deal. It just wasn't. Was that Aloha? Yeah. Moon. I. Did not... I played a bunch of that one. I played just the first time of the island. And Here's one of my favorite things that me. I hope is in this new game that uh, Sun and Moon did that I really liked. Uh, when you beat the Pokemon League in those games, you can kind of hang out in the Champions Trainer room, and you can sit on like the chair in the back, and if you do, challengers will come in. I like that. And like the professor will show up, like your rival will show up, um, so you can actually, as the Pokemon League champion, accept challengers. Well, I'm wondering really what the end game is going to be like for this, because apparently it's not... In fact, a trainer I beat on Route 1 in the beginning of the game showed up at one point, and really? like, he had evolved all his Pokemon. Oh, they're going to say he's still the same Pokemon, so of course like, I slapped well, his Let's shit. get him, Rattata! <laughs> let's go my level 5 Rattata. And but the professor does show up at one point, and he has the final form of like all the starters. and That's cool. I like... I was always a fan of the structure of Pokemon. It's just for this one, I don't think I'm going to play it that much, so I think I'm going to wait it out. I want to just see what the initial impressions are and whether or not I should get it. Uh, interestingly enough, Ryan was telling me, because he is my resident Poké expert, um, the Battle Frontier, when they first met it in Emerald, they were not going to replicate that at all in future games, including this one, because a lot of people popular. were also asking, like, where's the endgame content? I don't think this one has any. I think it has, like, two hours of post-game, and that's it. But we'll wait Sun and Moon had a Battle Frontier-esque thing. Yeah, but not, like, an actual tried-and-true one, no, apparently. No. And the reason why was because the developers, at each time for each generation, number one, they tried to keep everything different and siloed to one generation per like to say oh this is the uh emerald and ruby and sapphire generation they had the battle frontier but the reason why it didn't show back up in like mega ruby or sapphire was because they thought that they didn't want to make their games too long actually they didn't want to have too much of a post game because they thought that kids attention spans would be lost after that 
and that's the biggest load of horse shit that I've ever heard in my life. I think it's they like, just didn't want to more game. Yeah. I don't think they wanted to devote the effort and time to do it. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. I always like yeah. game content for Pokemon. So if this doesn't have it either, I'm not gonna buy it. That's a it. shame. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do with that? Um, just my two Poke cents. Cool. Oh. All right. All right. Yeah. It's fine. I thought it was cool. Oh, thank you. Why are you shine your beans? Are you gonna get sword? Uh, I'm gonna get shield. Why? Uh. What? I like the dog better. Huh? Which there's Poke differences in those. Like uh, some of one Pokemon. Yeah, I think I can get surf fetched. In shield? Yeah. Oh, because he has a shield. But he also has a sword. He's a lance. Oh. Interesting. I saw the uh, the new designs of some of the other Pokemon, including Squirrel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have an apple. They have... It just looks like a bunch of bullshit. I, 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 can't, I can't even stop. I, still, I can't even start I still think my Grookey choice is the best one, because his final evolution is the only one that still looks like a Pokemon to me. Yeah, the others don't. It's Sabo looks like goddamn Dimitri from Sly Cooper. He does. There is a... <laughs> Yeah, there's like a comparison of the Sobble evolution compared to other, like, uh, Randall from Monsters, Inc. And I was just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, honestly, it is. Um, it's interesting. I'm really curious to see how this one does. It's the first console release. Uh, I mean, the first home, home console. console release of a Pokemon. That's insane. Like, a tried and true. I never thought we'd get here. Not a Pokemon Coliseum or Stadium. Or... Where's the Stadium? You gotta oh. come back with that. I don't think they're going to now, because now they can replicate that experience on the mainline Pokemon. But why? Ah, that was like a Charizard noise. Give me like mini games. I, I like the mini games. The mini games. Oh, I like the one where you're the, the scyther or the pincer and you cut the log. I saw this. Um, this is the last tangent. I swear. <laughs> I saw this. I like this. I it's saw fun. this. Um, it was from a Twitch stream of this dude. He basically was doing the uh, the thwomp push, where in Mario Party, you would hit this button. There was this minigame where you would hit this button up for your character, depending on how fast you could tap the button. And then everybody would watch all their thwomps in a line go down like dominoes. Yeah, how far you can I get, know the one. Based on how far you could. This guy, he just took the button, though, and he just kept going. Like, he just kept doing it to break a record. And he got so far in the thwomps. I think his record was about 203 thwomps. The game went out of bounds. And it was just black and white space. Like, there was no environment. But it was still counting. Yeah, no, and the thwomps kept flowing. It's almost as if Nintendo genuinely thought... No one's ever going to get that far. There's no way we need to have a code that recycles itself in environment because nobody's ever going to get this far. Yeah. Because they're just a bunch of fucking kids. Meanwhile, two decades later, you have a guy who's just going... <laughs> it just beats the entire thing. That's amazing. I think it's incredible. Um, bring back mini games, please. Mini games are fun. I like them. I like miniature games. But, other than that... Bless you. That's the siren. Time to go. Housekeeping. Uh, blog is up. Luigi's Mansion 3 review is live. Uh, GeckoGamesPodcast.wordpress.com. Big thanks to Ed Biquette for our intro. Uh, big thanks to Heather Ramos for our wonderful logo. Uh, ask us questions. GeckoGamesPodcast at gmail.com. Maybe I'll read them on the show. Maybe I'll cry about them in private. Find us on Twitter. I am at the richmeister Zero. You can find Eric over at Beautiful underscore Eric. Uh, I'll see you in two weeks, Eric. See you in hell. And we'll see you in hell. Oh, yeah. Uh, right after a word from our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by Spacer's Choice. You've tried the best, now try the rest. Spacer's Choice. I can't wait for the lawsuit. <laughs> I don't think, well, that's no, free advertising. No, I'm just kidding. It's like, I can't wait by the Spacer's Choice. It's lawsuit. not the worst, unless it's Borstworst. Borstworst. Ew. I don't like Borstworst.
You saw that one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. They, they, they're like pigs with skin tags. I don't like that kid. Why are we still talking? <laughs> Wait. Wait. What? Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night.